Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audio bot. Audio bot. I would Man, love it. I am audio bot. Seen a linguio, Michael. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. Go to audibletrial.com slash Rushmore. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff, and with me inside the room is Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. Richard and Michael are like those robots in real steel in that I control them and they fight each other. Oh, man. Uh, with the best, I'm, one the, the, I'm the only one who hasn't seen this movie, the right? The best mandate I've ever been on was with Jeff and we went and saw Real oh Steel together. And my favorite thing about this movie is this kid wears like a wife beater tank top shirt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kids do not wear those shirts. They don't. And, and it was like a fancy one. And he's... Uh, the robot obeys his motions, and he is really just kind of like, I imagine the kid in Billy Elliot dances kind of like he dances while, while controlling the robot. Was that Noisy robot. Boy? <laughs> noisy Boy. <laughs> oh, God, it was awful. Well, uh, today isn't about real steel. The Too topic- bad. Can we, can we restart? This <laughs> yeah. sounds fascinating. Welcome to Steelcast, a real steel podcast where we go over every minute of real steel. <laughs> Real time, real steel. Real, real, real time steel. Thank All you. right. Okay. Today we're going to talk about the third minute of the credits. Now, remember when that credit rolls by? And it says Gaffer. Let's talk about William Afferton. Afferson. The, uh... Atherton. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about Richard's choice of podcast, and that was the Mount Rushmore of Impulse Buys. That's right. Why did you choose it? Um, I think I was at a CVS one night, and I think I purchased a really. I can tell exactly what it was. It was a candy corn flavored M&M's. Oh, and it was just like one of those things where I was checking out. And I looked and I said, huh, that's a thing. That's a thing. Huh. Well, I like candy corn. And Sarah hates candy corn. Oh, so you I, like candy. You're the guy. I'm the guy who likes candy corn. Oh. I like it too. Yeah. Do you really? There's nothing wrong with I it. I feel like candy corn sugar. is like the desert island. like, Or it's like that's the last thing you have. You better. It's it's Hold like on, I got to write down this new topic. Yeah, <laughs> I feel oh, like are it's we doing the of, candies part two here? Is that <laughs> oh what we're doing? God. We need we need a ratings bump. We'll go back uh, to some very familiar territory. So anyway, so I bought I bought it and then got home and it tasted miserably awful. I think the ori- the original title for this for this podcast was Impulse Buys from CVS that you immediately regret. And, that and was I think we specifically just re- it. Yeah. I think we just oh. removed the CVS part cuz all of mine have a lot of regret in them. Yeah, they they, they, they all do. Yeah. Okay, These good. are all kind of not great. Okay. We can we can pretty much amend this to uh, impulse buys we regret. We regret. Okay, well, uh, I am uh, already regretting this episode, but it should be fun anyhow. <laughs> so are our listeners. <laughs> About at least a year of regretting this episode. I thought that we were going to like not do like uh, negative podcasts anymore. Just do grets, not regrets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, All right, Michael, you start since Richard sunk it. Uh, my first choice is... A fancy pants magazine, specifically LA magazine. Oh, what an asshole a subscri- magazine. Not a single purchase, a subscription or no, no, even like an a single purchase. purchase. Oh, wow. It's always like, it's tapas, tapas, tapas. You, you look at the cover and it says like 50 greatest bars in Los Angeles yeah, and the cover's right. gorgeous. And you're like, oh my God, yeah, I can go to this new whiskey bar. And then you're like, 
I can't afford any of these places. <laughs> and then you realize that like the magazine is filled with, uh, you know, 90% ads for things you can't afford. Yeah. And also it projects this ideal lifestyle of Los Angeles. Right. And I'm always, whenever I do buy that magazine, I, I always feel bad because it's more expensive than it should be. Yeah. And then I'm already, and I'm also in Gelson's at the time. Yeah. So I've already made like a bad choice when I ran into <laughs> to pay 20% more for milk. Yeah, right. And it's always just like on the way home, it's like, oh, I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. I know that it is I know the, it's usually $1.99 and it's going to be two fifty nine here, but whatever. It's yeah. on the way home. And then it's like, oh, new restaurants in LA, huh? Hmm. Oh, the 50 greatest walking trails in LA, huh? <laughs> wow. Huh, 25 greatest oxygen bars. Oh, I might okay. Eat that. Yeah. It's just yeah. like this projection of like wealth that, I'll never achieve. And guess what? Anybody listening to this podcast, yeah. neither will you. But you kind of fall into it or you fall into the trap of like this magazine lifestyle mm-hmm. all the time with just yeah. glossy ads and things that you're just like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And LA Magazine, so they always have like Andy Garcia living life on his terms now. <laughs> like, I don't know if he ever wasn't. Was he ever not? Lisa Couture marching to the pace of her own drummer. <laughs> you mean unhirable? Is right. that what you mean? <laughs> More know. than just friends. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd yeah. Be the... And it isn't necessarily just like LA Magazine, but it's mm-hmm. like that genre of just, they're just like... There's these, one in every major city, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, they're just like these lifestyle brands that like project this... A, a lifestyle that you're never yeah. going to get to. Well, that's interesting. You brought up the idea of an impulse. Maybe one characteristic of an impulse purchase is something that you can't necessarily, it's not in the budget and it's, it's Im- impromptu and maybe you didn't even, maybe something you can't afford necessarily. And that magazine is like a three headed hydra. Now it's showing you all these other things you can't afford. <laughs> yeah. And right. each time you chop off a head, three more come in its place. So. There is rich. There is a new bourbon place in Silver Lake. We should check out. Though. Oh, is there? Oh, yeah. It looks really good. Really, really good. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned that uh, Los Angeles Magazine has the highest add to actual content ratio of any <laughs> oh. magazine I've ever seen. Is it? Yeah. That damn thing is 90% ads. Yeah. And then, like, it's one of those ones where, like, first 20 pages are all ads. Yeah. And then you get about like 10 pages of content and then another 20 pages of ads mm-hmm. and then maybe another 10 or 15. And then the whole back of it is like sponsored restaurant. Yeah. So, oh, the, that that's almost the best. Not to, you know, not to the best part about the magazine is like reading like the three star reviews mm-hmm. for restaurants that you love. And oh. you're just like, oh, they just hate everything. There's nothing that's five stars anywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bashing the place. This is my go-to, <laughs> It's just like yeah. two and a half stars in, you know, in Valley Village. And you're like, uh, man. Come on. Joe Peeps has got to be for Belicious <laughs> in the window. I love those magazines, too. Like, once you take out all the perfume things or, like, the blow-in cards, it, the magazine is half the size that it was <laughs> when you got it. Okay, Richard, uh, school us. All right. So, I did do categories for this one. Yay, everyone's excited. Yeah, edit in some applause this year. Either. I'll decide when we edit in applause or not. <laughs> Are you doing this one this, this week's episode? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right, so I have women issues. Oh, damn. I he got, said it. I got kid stuff. I got fun stuff, and I got booze stuff. Oh, okay. So I'll go with the women's issues, because I I was talking about this with uh, Sarah, my wife, former uh, show guest judge. And I thought, I was just, we were talking about, like, is there something that's like a something that women often make like as an impulse purchase that they kind of regret later. Mm. My first thought was like purses. And she's like, nah, no. Shoes, though. So shoes oh. would be the first one okay. on my list. Um, Is it your list or Sarah's it's list? It's just general. It could be anybody's. Okay. I mean, it's not. These are not. Most of these are mine, but I did want to look. 
I want to be more inclusive with this podcast. Yeah, we, gotta... we are kind of a bunch of white male, white, <laughs> white cis males, sort of uh, blathering on about whatever we feel like. So and how? Do you imagine anybody <laughs> listening could have guessed our race or <laughs> based on our voices I and their topics? Feel quite confident <laughs> in our that. points in, of view. <laughs> I feel quite confident in that. In fact, and also the logo of our show. Okay. But um. <laughs> So your wife, uh, yeah. So my 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 wife, my wife, my wife. Uh, she uh, and I will say this: I've noticed this with her too. We cannot go into a Target or a Macy's or any department type store mm-hmm. without. It doesn't matter what we're going to get. She will get like diverted into the shoes yeah. section at some yeah. point. I mean, it is a sitcom trope, but it's it's one in real life. Well, I just need to go. I'm just going to check the clearance section for a couple minutes. I'll be right back. Yeah. And then 30 minutes later, well, you know, I don't really need a pair of cheetah pattern shoes, but I do have that one outfit it would go with. And yeah. and look, they're 50% off. Mm-hmm. So next thing you know, you've got, she's got this like pair of like cheetah print shoes yeah. that she actually never wears because she never wears the outfit it goes with. Mm-hmm. And she would never have bought except for the fact it was quote unquote 50% off. Yeah. So the whole thing goes south. And I I imagine guys do this too. I'm not... You you guys don't, don't strike me as shoe guys either. I wear my shoes until they are literally falling apart. I've become a guy who has needs to have about three different types of shoe, mm-hmm. but I don't know. But you're not like the shoe collector again. No. Like I have no. friends who have like the whole closet full of. I'm wearing yeah. flip. I'm wearing flip flops currently that um, have several cat marks that has been like teeth marks that he's mm-hmm. bitten into. And I will wear these for th- another six months. I just wear until like they're just disintegrated. The karate shoes that you see in karate movies. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. The ones with the separate toes. Yeah, the separate toes. Nice. <laughs> not, not all separate, just the, isn't the, big, just toe. the big toe. The big toe. From everything else, right. Do you feel, this is an interesting aspect of, I think, the way women purchase versus men. Like I obviously, there are some things that you buy that, they are aspirational. Like I hope to look good. Like in, you see in Los Angeles magazine. Like you right. see in Los Angeles magazine. Or I've seen some things usually in a clothing section. The Valley's like, 20 greatest ninja <laughs> shoes. Yeah, go on. <laughs> and I feel there's, when my wife does what yours does, and that is go, going off to the clothing section of Target. Notice it's not the clothing section of Bergdorf, Goodman, or <laughs> Sex with Neiman, Neiman, Neiman Marcus, Marcus or something, yeah. And I love that I'm kind of looking askance at her as she goes off into the most value-driven clothing segment section of, the, of right. all of Los Angeles. I think I think it's like the kind of multi-dimensional chess sort of thinking in that, um, like your wife has a very eclectic sense. Yeah, she's a very and I vintage retro. Yes, and yeah. so I think that sometimes. Uh, a dress is bought or found, and then shoes must be purchased to match that. True. And so always in the back of her head, there are a pair of shoes out there that will go with that. So it's not just you're looking for shoes. You're thinking about this dress, and that dress is missing an element. Right. It's missing this yeah. pair of shoes that'll make it perfect. So no matter what store you're going into, you're like, there's, there's shoes out there, and I don't know where they are. That'll be perfect for this. Mm-hmm. And I'll just happen to pop by and see if they happen. If they're there, boom. I've completed yeah. the set, but also there's another dress that something needs to be matched on. There, the list I'm sure is endless. Emily is Emily has a ton of shoes. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's a total cliche, and I felt bad about bringing it up, except for the fact my wife is the one who suggested that I bring this up. Yes. So I think I'm in the clear here. Yes. But like, I, I bought, I got my new kicks a couple of weeks ago. My uh, Pumas. Nice. Uh, I thought nice. I heard theme music when you walked in. <laughs> yeah, you hear that? <laughs> and it took me like, like, and they were like, I don't know. Not to, not to brag, but they're like a $50, $60 pair of shoes. 
Yeah, you don't have to brag about that. <laughs> hey, just so you know, you're listening to Shoe Talk, where guys talk about things that they think women think about guys, think about women, about guys. And it took me probably, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes of convincing myself that I was not going to regret making yeah. this purchase. So it's like I have the exact opposite mindset. Like, I just do not want to make a shoe purchase that I'm going to regret, yeah. even though it's like they're shoes. Yeah. You're never going to hate. I'm never going to hate a pair of shoes I buy, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm going to go, oh my God, I can't believe I got this platform, <laughs> platform <laughs> wedges, you know? <laughs> yeah. The only major problem with like, you know, specialized shoe purposes purchases is this what happens if you get rid of that dress? You're yeah. left with shoes that or shoes. that don't match anything, and now you're just like, oh, now I got now, now I got to buy a dress to match the shoes. <laughs> Would one aspect of impulse buys is maybe the the inconvenience of returning them? For me, the, the inconvenience of returning something outweighs well is always keeps me from returning something. So I don't want to walk back in that store. I can't find the receipt. There's a uh, a lot of regret that comes with purchasing something that you can't even return. Um, okay, so uh, Richard and Michael, that's the end of round one. Michael, what's coming in for round two? Round two, funky flavored gum. I am a <laughs> oh, sucker a for being in line, and it's like, oh, what do we got going on here? <laughs> what Bubble we- mint. That sounds ridiculous. Those flavors don't belong together. <laughs> and then you have it, and you're like, I was right. I was right. Mesquite this is, mesquite is this a is, bad flavor. This is gum. awful. <laughs> There are a ton of awful flavors out there. Liver flavored? Huh. <laughs> Liver flavored. Give that one a shot. Um, Pate gum? I'm going to read down a list of Trident gums. Trident splashing mint. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Trident splashing fruit. Well, they got splashing going on twice. What kind of fruit? Just general fruit? Minty sweet twist. <laughs> Original flavor. Passionberry twist. Tropical Twist. There are four. Did you say Trumpical? <laughs> Trumpical <laughs> Twist is the worst flavored gum. It's the greatest gum. It's like a hurricane that destroys you and doesn't pay any money from the federal government. To Trident Blueberry <laughs> Twist. <laughs> Trident what? Blueberry Twist. Ugh. No, I, blueberries. No, no. I, I, I will, there's no need for that one. I will try all of these. Mm. And I, I, I should know, like, I like Wrigley's, like, plain mint gum, the end. Yeah. I don't like the rest. Like, but I'm always a sucker for it and i always go through a pack and i'm like uh this was so dumb <laughs> this is so dumb so what's what's your feeling on fruit stripe i'm not a fan of fruit stripe nobody really is it's still me. is it the quickly declining flavor of it that people exactly about? Yeah. it's like it's and and vivian will occasionally my daughter will occasionally see it in the store and go hey is that any good and i'll go well it's good for about Five seconds. Yeah. It's an incredible taste for about five seconds. Mm-hmm. And then you're take, just chewing cardboard. I'm amazed at the the, the endurance of Fruit Stripe because I think it's been around for 30 plus years. Like you'll they'll oh, cancel easily. the TV show after two weeks if people are unhappy with it. But Fruit Stripe, that's been running forever. Fruit Stripe's amazing. Uh, Juicy Fruit has gotten along with a, uh, a good jingle. Isn't that Juicy Fruit's going to move you? Yeah, fruit, if, I don't want my gum to move me, by the way. <laughs> it sounds like it's some sort of therapeutic medi- medicinal gum made for like, like some sort of like stomach issues. From the Makers of x I'm, right. I'm a big sucker, too, for like those cans of gum. Like uh-huh. I will oh. buy like a huge like cube gum oh, yeah, thing yeah. and just keep it at my desk and go through yeah. way too many a okay. day. So important question. Yeah. Bubble tape or uh, Big League Chew? 
which ones? Which one would you go for? That's tough. Big league chew only if you're like ten years old and on the ball field. Like this you have be- to, you have to pretend like you're like a big league ball player. How did that one escape? Shredded, shredded. <laughs> gum How did that in escape mouth? the uh, scrutiny of parental parental groups who? Because don't don't we, see that that's a gateway to tobacco. Because it was invented by a former major league pitcher who's basically they marketed it as well you can be just like the big leaguers and have the big lump of chaw in your mouth, except it's okay. healthy for you. It's like I mean <laughs> healthy. It's you it's know, like gum, but yeah. Yeah. It's a nut dog. It also you know, it kinda helps you get moving for the game. You're you're just jacked up on sugar. It's <laughs> just like caked on the gum. And then you swallow your gum the first pitch, and then you have to leave the game immediately. Not that this happened to me, guys. Uh, doing some research for this, I did go to the Trident. I read off a bunch of Trident gum. Uh, they have awful descriptions for their gums. Um, Trident Splashing Fruit. We highly recommend wearing a seatbelt and helmet while chewing Trident Splashing Fruit. Exploding tropical flavors can be dangerously fun. Splashing Fruit has an M Seeking M ad on Craigslist. There's a bunch of these. (laughs) (laughs) What are the other descriptions? (laughs) It just reminded me, Richard. uh, uh, Do you remember the old Jolt Cola descriptions from back in the day? Of course I do. I, I mainlined that stuff for a few, <laughs> a few years in high school. Uh, Jolt uh, used to have like energy soda or energy, yeah. Jolt energy drinks when they were trying to kind of rebrand themselves. And uh, they had some. It was basically Brondo is <laughs> what it was. <laughs> uh, Jolt energy cherry bomb. Jolt energy orange blast. This explosive orange blast provides a great energy boost. Blow the lid off with this tangy orange eruption that puts the boom in boom shakalaka. Oh they go on and on like this. And I think the same guy that was hired to do that is now working for Trident. <laughs> oh, my God. I imagine he has a noose over his desk where each day somebody has to talk him down. No, Gary. No, you've got kids. Don't do it. Uh, Richard, your second. All right. So my second one, you know, I'll go ahead and go to the booze stuff one because it okay. is in a similar vein to what Michael was talking about. And this is beer, but very specifically a quote unquote different beer. It's one thing if like, like for me, I have like my rotation of beers that I will go in and out of on a regular basis. You know, usually there's a, a Japanese one, maybe like an Asahi or a Kieran or something. You know, anyway, I've got like, you got your thing, your beers that you like. Every once in a while, you go to the store, and especially it starts to happen around, around around this time of year. Pumpkin spice beer? Oh yeah. Oh, let's give that a shot and see yeah. how that is. I can guarantee you, anytime you get any beer that's flavored, it is garbage. It's a shitty beer. It's, yeah. It's just basically them, I think, trying to mask whatever like bad batch of beer that they mm-hmm. had. It's like, well, if we put pumpkin spice in it, I know, I know, yeah. kind of went. We had too much malt in it, but yeah, mm-hmm. add some pumpkin spice to it. Yeah, it'll sell. How do you feel about the commercials that have come out over the last couple of years that have been like the light beer companies like crapping all over like craft beers? and Have they really? Oh, oh. yeah. They have just basically been trying to t- tear them down a peg, mm-hmm. just being like, you know, basically like it's like this, you know, the masculization, the demasculization yeah. of like if you drink a craft beer, then yeah, uh, without the real, I don't think the people that are watching the commercials realize that Anheuser-Busch owns those, owns cra- most of those, <laughs> yeah. owns those craft yeah, beer course. places too. Yeah. Can you imagine like working for like the craft beer company and just being like, uh, our 
the company we work for just put out this ad that <laughs> yeah. shit all over, shit over our, our yeah. beer. Is that? Can we call the boss about that? <laughs> what do we? Yeah, what do we? Yeah, I feel like we should call HR, but I'm not exactly <laughs> sure that works. I don't know. I don't know. You know, drink, you know, I think we talked about this in the beer snobs mm. at one point. You know, drink whatever the hell you want. Yeah, and if you like Bud Light, drink Bud Light. And if you want to drink, you know, mango jalapeno sculpin, drink that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to drink that because it's going to taste fucking lousy. Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to be an idiot every few months. Mm-hmm. And go to my local pavilions and see like a you know a giant bottle of something like mm-hmm. that and go, eh, four bucks, I'll give it a shot. And then yeah. I wind up with like a huge like forty ounce beer of like yeah mango jalapeno beer that I don't <laughs> want. What is the psychology behind that? You it, have you ever fallen in love with one of those new things? No, no, okay. I don't think so. But well, I mean, is it like a reset your taste buds? I in enjoy. A way? I enjoy trying different beers. Okay, like in general, like you know, you want to try and expand your horizons, and mm-hmm. there's sometimes you find something that you never heard of and you buy it and it's really good yeah. and now you can add that to your like rotation. Yeah. But more often than not, if it's flavored, if it's seasonal, if it's got spices in yeah. it, anything with spices in it. One time, so... um, in I, co- I suggest uh, Budweiser Sweet Mint. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, the tangy idea that- taste of beer <laughs> and refreshing is it, taste is of Is it mint. a flavor rush? Possibly. <laughs> I can imagine you going to the butchers and getting some pumpkin spice salmon for yeah. the grill and not knowing not, what to <laughs> drink with it. What, what do I pair with this? Huh, let me think. <laughs> All right. So when I was in college, um, the, lo- the uh, grocery store, the liquor department used to sell your usual like college beers, your Bud Lights, your Natalites, whatever. And then they had these like in the kind of in the back getting dust with some cobwebs on it where a couple of, not even six packs, they'd sold them in three packs, which should have been the first <laughs> warning sign. It was called Le Beer de l'Amour. <laughs> and they were French, we think. And they we're not uh-huh. really quite sure. Yeah. Um, they were, the, each bottle now, was... No, I'm not a French speaker, but that's the beer of Roger Moore. Is that what that means? Yeah, that, okay, why, else, okay, why, why okay. else would I buy <laughs> okay, it? sorry. And it was, the bottles were vaguely pyramid-shaped. Oh, so when they were tall, so I wasn't sure if I was buying beer or if I was getting like a cologne, <laughs> a fragrance, possibly a col- maybe a douche, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> After having tasted it, oh, I'm still not sure because <laughs> we sat there. For, it was like a, a thing that we would joke about, like every time. Oh, we okay, we got to pick this up. Of course, we never did. And then one time, it was like, fuck it. I think one of the two like three packs was yeah. sold. And we're like, we got to get it before the other one is sold. <laughs> got it, brought it home, looked at the. Uh, Looked at the ingredients list and it was like ninety percent spices. Like it, it had myrrh in it. Myrrh. myrrh. Now, if anything that the, the three wise men brought to Jesus is in your beer, yeah, bad sign. And it, it was just, it was one of the few beers I've actually had one sip of and be like, I can't, I can't do, I this. can't even yeah. come close to this. It was, it was like, it would be like drinking Burberry. <laughs> Is basically what I think it was like. So that would be, for an example, uh-huh. an impulse beer purchase that yeah. sort of went sideways. What's the, do you feel, like sometimes an impulse buy, you feel like shame on me. Like sounds like that, you feel like shame on that fucking company for making beer that isn't beer. Shame on them. Shame on the Notrica's 32 market in Los Angeles, which doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. And thank God, because they sold that fucking thing. And yeah, shame on me for thinking in an ironic sense, oh, I'll get this. This will be fun. This was in college. That nine bucks I spent, I probably put on a credit card, and it's probably like a thousand dollars of debt at this point in my life <laughs> I from just that. So love the independent uh, liquor distributor who came in wearing a cape. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go, but I have something for you just to try. Your customers, we love these. <laughs> Who are you? Where'd that music come from? I will just drop these two off. I will come back later and see if you yeah. like it. Your customer, we love this. Okay, so we are at our halftime. And guys, um, listen, have I got a deal for you. You, just you only, the listeners of the Mount Rushmore podcast. For you and you only, not every podcast out there. You and you only, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You will not have buyer's remorse on this. No, this is a purchase you will not regret because it's free. That's right, free. Somebody, you say it and I'll echo you. Okay. It's free? Free! Whoa! That's right, free. What's happening? And uh, if you want to try an amazing book and have it uh, played to you so you can listen to it, you should try Methods of Persuasion, How to Use Psychology to Influence Human Behavior by Nick Colenda and Mike Norgard. That book and 180,000 other books are available on Rush, uh, no, ah, that book and 180,000 others are available on Audible for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's right. Join Audible and go to audibletrial.com slash Rushmore. Oh, again, that's audibletrial.com slash Rushmore for your free, 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 free audiobook. Oh, by the way, is it also available on our Zoom? On the Zoom. <laughs> you know, on, on the Zoom and the if real you, MP3 If you have player. a Zoom, we will find yes. a way to get it for you. Yes, and if you have a Tandy by Radio Shack uh, right. audio deck in your car. So this is the midpoint here, and this is where we ask you to download, rate, and review all of our past episodes or even um, one of our past episodes and do us a solid and go and leave a review, leave a rating, five stars would really be cool if you felt like that and let us know what you think and then go to Facebook and join the Mount Rushmore um, discussion on the Mount Rushmore Facebook page and on Twitter and on Instagram and let us know what subjects you would like to uh, discuss or have us discuss. Be impulsive. Yeah, be impulsive. Put a, Let us know how we screwed up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we may, each of these picks is like an impulse purchase it's for totally us. It's impulsive. By the way, I just this is apropos of nothing, but I'm just, I'm on the Yahoo webpage as we're researching stuff. And there's a story on here that's just a link that says, Des Moines, Des Moines Iowa is actually cool. Oh my God. I just felt like you guys, so just so you know. Sweet. Just let, letting the, the, the listeners know. All right. Des Moines, Iowa. Check it out, cool. Google it. Actually Use cool. your Yahoo search <laughs> bar. So feel, <laughs> Iowa City bitches be fools. <laughs> Congrats, Des Moines. Congrats. Suck it, Cedar Rapids. <laughs> Suck it, Ames. Okay, uh, we is back, and Michael is up with his third choice. My third choice is Amazon fill-in-the-blank purchase Ooh, yeah. to get free shipping. Okay. Ooh, like the, what oh. they call the add-ons? Oh, we'll get to add-ons. Okay. okay. That is some slippery business yeah. and very shady on There's the Amazon Prime. B vitamin, the wheat add-on, this <laughs> you can get an energizer add-on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what 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 have you purchased that you regretted? Uh, I once bought a 599 pair of headphones. Oh, yeah. Just to avoid the 499 free uh, yeah. shipping charge so I could get free shipping. Yeah. Uh, 599 headphones are terrible it's like a headband they stuck it's oh, like it, the sound was just tinny and awful and like yeah. you, you know you get things and you kind of expect them to be just kind of yeah, fine <laughs> it was be- it was way below fine i imagine you put them on your you just hear cartoonish <laughs> laughter you're an idiot what? there's something wrong with these headphones they tell the truth <laughs> suddenly you put them on and everything sounds like a 1920s <laughs> or, Parker or something. 
Uh, I don't know. I think that there are, I know in specifically this was a purchase that is like, I should have bought something else that was a piece of oh. garbage or I should have just paid the shipping charge Yeah, because I don't really need this. I just bought it just to see if I could, you know, get that mm-hmm. right over the edge. You, you know, when you're just look, looking for something, when you're just like, well, if I bought this one thing again, I'd get free yeah. shipping and then it would be great. It's like, it's like when you're ordering out from like Postmates and like, the minimum delivery is thirty dollars, uh, and you're at like twenty five ninety nine. Yeah, you're yeah. like, I guess I'll get cheese sticks. <laughs> yeah, or it's the soda. Yeah. So as you wind up paying two fifty for a canned soda because you're like, oh, uh, I, I guess so. And like the things, there are things that you don't want to avoid other charges mm-hmm. when the other charges would be slightly less expensive. Yeah. You end up like screwing yourself. Yeah. And Amazon, I, Richard brought up the uh, add-on uh, purchases. They're slippery. Like we signed up for Amazon Prime. Like you. You know, like yeah. it makes economic sense to do. You get free shipping mm-hmm. for you know. You spend a hundred bucks for the year. Get and that you, Amazon Video. Get, you get a whole bunch of other things yeah. that go along with it. I was able to ignore the NFL game that was on Amazon Video today on on Thursday, so that was good. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, felt good. But you end up like still with the add-on. You like buy something, and then they're like, "Oh no, this is an add-on item," and you're like, "What does that mean?" And oh. you're like you have to spend twenty-five dollars. Mm-hmm. To get this item, basically, oh. you have to buy other stuff because they won't include that in their free shipping. Yeah, so they they end up just like screwing you over when you're just like, I just want this one little yeah. thing. It's like you wanted to buy a hat, but you have to buy a person to wear the hat. <laughs> yeah, but I've I've done that. Like the oh, I guess I'll just go buy this other thing just oh. just to avoid that charge. Yeah, and those headphones were my. Well, the, the bringing up <sighs> the human yeah. the, the human psychology involved in purchasing in general. And the impulse buys that we are discussing seem to be kind of an add-on that you do at the end of your shopping yes. type of thing, right? Or, or is that true? It's not necessarily, it's not like a, I think of impulse buys a thing around the counter, but from Richard describing Sarah's behavior, it's something you didn't intend to buy. I, yeah, right. I think I kind of interpreted it that way where you're just like, I think part of it too is you're you're purchasing something that you don't necessarily want, yeah. but you're almost trying to game the system. You're right. either satisfying some sort of need inside of you, yeah. or you're just trying to be like, I just spent five cents over what the minimum was, <laughs> and, I and now it. I got free shipping. <laughs> but then you're then you're just ending up with this piece of garbage that is going to literally just go in yeah. the garbage. I have a list of things that are relatively cheap that I know I will always use, hmm. that I can always drop into any order so it's not an actual impulse purchase yeah yeah because that's the problem right then you have to purchase something for like three bucks yeah yeah and then it's like whatever the first thing is that pops into your head oh that's literally the first impulse so it's like twist ties Mm -hmm. you can never have enough of like like the not twist ties but like the zip ties zip ties Mm -hmm. for all of your victims yeah I mean, you cheap know. baby, cheap babysitting. Exactly. Are you kids? Mom and dad are going out. Boxes of lie. <laughs> <laughs> what else is in there? I think it's just like white rice. Garbage bags. Garbage bags. <laughs> Garbage bags. Just the black ones really soaks everything up. Paper towels. Uh-huh. Lots of paper towels. Goggles. Goggles. A butcher's smock. <laughs> fake, yeah. fake badge. A mask of someone else's face. Rubber gloves. No, it's it's like it's like stuff like that. It's stuff like you know batteries or. Um, Socks for the kids. They're constantly losing their socks. You'll find this mm. out pretty soon, Michael. Yeah. So I just I have this like list of like, oh, here's something I know. If I need something that if I need four more dollars, oh, okay. Well, we need some of that. Boom, done. Manfredi life hack. Yep. <laughs> you got schooled. Literally life hack. Life apparently. Hack. Hack. Hacking <laughs> someone's body to bits. <laughs> okay. 
There's your there's your HBO series. There it is. There's your <laughs> when Yahoo your your search site starts producing the original content. Life hack. Well, you know what? I'm just gonna do a show called Des Moines. Des Moines. Because Des Moines is yeah. actually cool. We'll always have Des Moines, baby. Okay, Richard, your third. Yeah, well, my third one came from be- thinking back to when I was a kid, and you would go into the local you know store, general store. Because I grew up in the 20s in the Midwest, general mm-hmm. store. What? Eating a road tar. We yeah. remember. Yeah. No, so you would go and Kicking like, a hoop down the street with a stick. You'd go into your local CVS yeah. or pharmacy, and you, you know, you'd be in the old crappy toy section. And you'd have your $5 allowance or whatever. And which purchase did you make as a kid that you immediately got home and ah, why did I do this? Oh, yeah. Silly Buddy. Oh, yeah. Silly Buddy was something that I would buy a few times every year. Yeah. And there'd go most of my allowance. And I'd get home and think, great, I got silly putty. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to play with this. Can't wait to transfer those images from the <laughs> well, comic section. There are exactly, what? Handicaps never been better. <laughs> there's exactly two things you can do with silly putty. You can try to roll it into a perfect ball and bounce it. Yeah. Except you can never get it into a perfect ball, so you bounce it and it goes flying all yeah. over the place. Oh, yeah, you can swish it down in the newspaper and make Dagwood Bumstead's head look like he's the <laughs> elephant man. Oh, and you can also try and create your own die, like a dice. Mm. A what? Like, like turn it into a block. A cube. Put, okay. A cube and then put, like, dice. I used to do that. <laughs> I never for, for when he needed to go behind like, <laughs> the corner store in the alleyway and try to grip this some baby people. needs a new pair <laughs> of shoes. <laughs> you know, hey, it, life in the Depression, this is what you had to do, guys. Or, or I guess... I don't think there's anything else you could do with no. And then it would go dry. Like, uh-huh. and it doesn't matter. Turns out that egg was not airtight. Oh, yeah, yeah. That it came in. Mm-hmm. And half the time, the egg was more fun to play with than the damn silly putty anyway. Yeah. But yeah, that was one where, and then uh, being a, you were a kid and you didn't learn your lesson. Mm-hmm. Like, you never learned your lesson mm-hmm. about this. What was silly about the putty ever i think it seems like it just seems like sensible so- there's no sensible putty it sounds like solemn putty <laughs> what you describe <laughs> i guess is that a new twist to this the um repeat impulse is there something about impulse and that we have a short-term memory when it yeah. comes to those things that don't satisfy us there are certain ones i like 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 the fifth time that i bought the candy corn m&ms i thought i should probably stop this yeah i'm not just kidding yeah <laughs> But no, there is something about that. I think that's a special. I think that's specifically about being a kid mm-hmm. too. Like you forget pretty quickly how lame that thing is. That yeah, you got mm-hmm. six, a few months ago. Well, I remember with Silly Putty, each each for years they'd remarket it because I remember it was Grunge Putty in the nineties, <laughs> and they remember they had like Skrillex EDM, boy, EDM part EDM, EDM Putty. Yeah, I remember that boy band Putty, boy band Putty, like rave a, rave Putty. So you get fooled into thinking glow in the dark. Yeah, yeah, this will be new and cool. Yeah, so it was. There were a lot. I mean, I could have picked a slinky. A slinky was a crappy impulse yeah. kid purchase that was awesome until it got all tangled up. Yeah, with one itself, dent. Like yeah. within like five minutes of playing with it. Yeah. Or like those parachute guys. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool for about 10 minutes and then the parachute gets all tangled up yeah. and you lose it in a tree or something. <laughs> Michael, what's your fourth? My fourth one is that last drink of the night. Oh, Ooh. wow. It's I had this happen last night, by oh, the way. Did you? It's always like. You've had one too many already, and then you sidle up to the bar and you're like, "I want a, I want a, I, I want a, a white Russian. <laughs> give me something, or it's like, get a give water me, and give me something with Sizerac in it. 
<laughs> Those two are what? the worst possible choices. I don't even and know what Sizerac is. He was awful. A, that's a J.R.R. Tolkien yeah. character. <laughs> How would you compare it to Malort? I don't even know what that is. What, Malort? You, Mal- never, you don't know what Malort is? Well, you don't know what Sizerac is, so let's not play yeah, this okay. game. This seems like a challenge. It's it's this like black liqueur flavored like huh. like liquor yeah. that is very popular like in Chicago. Sizerac and, every, and, is- and like 90% of people hate it. And then John Hodgman really loves it. Hmm. Does it yeah. taste like La Beer de L'Amour at all, do you think? Uh, LA, I mean, LA any... Magazine rates the liqueurs. <laughs> Michael drinks the liqueurs. 50, 50 hottest Sizerac bars. <laughs> is there any myrrh in it, perhaps? <laughs> What's the expression of the bartender when you order that? Come on. Oh, yeah. Why Russian? <laughs> yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing awful, more awful than... Uh, pouring milk on top of like beer and whiskey at the yeah. end of the night. <laughs> but it always seems like a good idea. It's always like, this is a dessert. <laughs> and uh, you're like, no, nah, man, this is this is just puke in the streets. I always, <laughs> I always appreciate when I, when I pull this move, the, well, I'm going to get a water and a drink, last drink, because I'm, I'm, I'm being responsible here. See, I'm, I'm, I'm transitioning. You can't, you can't slam on the brakes from the alcohol too fast. Kind of got to pump them a little bit. So you alternate, then you can go to the water. Uh, huh. <laughs> I love it. No, we, uh, th- th- I mentioned, because last night uh, Sarah went to bed early, so I wound up just yeah, I'm wandering I'm doing, the streets looking for prostitutes <laughs> to, to murder. Down and <laughs> take to my, take my safe house. No, I was just, I don't know, I, was, I think I was doing research actually for this. And I had a couple of whiskey and Cokes. And I got done and I was like, yeah, you know what? Oh shit, it's only 12.15. You know what? I should go to bed. We're going to do stuff with the kids in the morning. <sighs> it's only 12.15, though. Then I had that, that last drink. Mm. Yeah. I had that, that's the same thing. You don't have to be at the bar to make that mistake, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Richard, what's the final? The final choice. final one for me are DVDs. This is in the fun stuff. And Blank DVDs? <laughs> yeah, just blank DVDs. Yeah. Just... Because that tube will last, last you for five years. That's Buy old Betamax. Yeah. That's what I do. Just use them as skeet suit shooting target practice. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. No, I, this is something that I had a lot of friends. I had several friends of mine who would do this. And actually, my father-in-law would do this, too. He would. They would go to, like, Costco. And this was back in, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, before we had kids. Back in the day, we actually had to buy these things called DVDs. Yeah. They had the movies on them. Well, the movie on the disc. Yeah. Right. And they would go like to Costco and just buy a movie that they'd never seen. Oh. Which is just... That's weird. Bizarre to me. And like, so like we'd go over to their place and be like, oh, hey, you bought a uh, Patriot Games, huh? <laughs> huh? Didn't seem... Uh, you like it? Oh, I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. You want to watch it? Uh, Sure. And then you watch it for like a half hour. It's like, oh, this isn't very good, is it? No. Well, mm. guess we have a copy of a movie we don't like. Yeah. Why would you do this? Yeah. Mm. Is it the time where concept. the cost of rental and the cost of purchase were pretty similar? Similar or the point that you don't want to return it or something like I that? I think it may oh. might have been that point where it's like and you do this at the Target too, you know, it's like the five dollar movie. They still have those like five dollar Oh, yeah. the whole bin. Yeah. yeah. The bin of things you don't want to see. And you're like, oh happy Gilmore. Five bucks? I might watch it. I will never watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, any of these like 90s or like early 2000s comedies that like, ah, super bad. Five bucks? I'll buy that. I yeah. liked it. I've I'm beca- never going to watch it. I've again. become just increasingly selective on 
like it has to have a certain number of like special features and or commentaries. Oh yeah. Cause like, like Emily and I really like getting into like the production aspects. Yeah. So I bought like the Lord of the Rings. I bought that entire set on DVD and then yeah. we went around and turned around and bought it on Blu-ray. I don't know why. I think it was just like, oh my God, I love watching the behind the scenes and everything behind it is like the, when the packaging matters and when like all the, the con the extra content that you're actually paying for matters, mm -hmm. a single movie doesn't mean anything Yeah, when right. it has like, oh, subtitles in Spanish. Mm -hmm. That doesn't, that's yeah. not doing it for me anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, when you go to the $5 aisle and you can get the special edition of American Pie with the 40 minute documentary on the making of it. Yeah, you really feel like you're getting something extra. Well, uh, the I, 60, I would I would hold out for the sixty minutes super special edition, <laughs> the pie fucker edition. Right. So, hey, this is Chris Klein. I want to talk about this scene here. It was really challenging for me from an acting standpoint because I was fucking wasted the whole time. <laughs> and then, and, 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 and there's, there's another track that's just Eugene Levy <laughs> weeping silently. <laughs> My career. I've definitely. Brilliant. I made a lot of money on this, right? Okay. <laughs> I've definitely become more open over the years to renting a movie through like iTunes or like yeah. Amazon and paying me three dollars or six dollars and being like, "That's fine. It's a night. It's a night in. We're watching. Yeah. Uh, you know, Death Becomes Her. Yeah, and that's cool. I, and I, that's it, it. Doesn't like it doesn't affect me the way that it used to. To be like, God, you just get to rent for twenty four hours. Right. It's such a waste of money. Yeah, it's my. I'm just happy that I don't have to put that in a cardboard box when we move. Yeah, that's gonna yeah, be digital. Much. Okay, guys, so this was a fun um, tour through your issues. I really feel like this was very revealing of the way you both look at the world. I felt like, Michael, I felt like what I went on uh, with you was kind of an arc from one day. I felt like it was kind of a straight line. And Richard, I thought it was a really cool kind of a circle, actually. we looking out and examining the entire uh, world around you, including your adulthood, your childhood, the women in your life, the in-laws in your life. And so that was a real cool thing. Michael, I totally imagined you going through the day, waking up in the morning, <laughs> These were like walking, walking to the drugstore, grabbing a Fancy Pants LA magazine, <laughs> you know, finding out the hip uh, bodegas to, uh, you know, visit in your neighborhood, buying some fruit flavored gum there. Uh, then, you know, going out to the, the bar, having a drink, then... Buying Stay, something on yeah, Amazon on my phone at the time. Yeah, blurry-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> Making some purchase that you wish shows up at your door like two days later. <laughs> yeah. well, Why is it? So these sound like they, these are like concept albums that we came up with. Yeah, there's your concept album. Richard, yours, I think, was essentially you're the conductor of this orchestra or the quiet eye of this storm around you. Um, just trying to enjoy the solitude of you and a man and his beer. Um, or, or in reflecting back to the time as a child where you were disappointed by Silly Putty. While, or beer. Or beer. <laughs> disappointed by the beer in your bottle. Um, but then observing the people around you, your in-laws and their DVDs, your wife and her disappointment or her uh, enjoyment of the shoes. So that was a really cool story because this is so personal, these impulse purchases. But here's what I'm going for. Just because I think it was really relatable um, that Amazon... Uh, purchase and the add-on, sorry, the additional item you purchase to get the free shipping, the beer, because we've all been disappointed when we stretch out of our uh, original taste into trying these different things. And the, I really respect the fact that we're being more um, understanding of different points of view with the shoes. That was awesome. 
And I'm going to go also with Silly Putty because it was very evocative. And silly. And so, so silly. So thank you, listeners. Please be impulsive and go back and download all of our uh, past episodes. The good thing is they're free. Free. Slowest echo in the business. Uh, this has been the Matt Rushmore Podcast. I've been Jeff. I'm Richard. And uh, good night, I, good, good night, Des Moines. I'm Michael. That's a new tagline. I'm going to start to experiment. Good night, Des Moines. Good night, Des Moines. <laughs>